What's good, everybody? Thank you for tuning back in to the newest episode of Grits in the City, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. I'm Drea G. I'm Tasha, also known as the Black Rose. And we are the Grits. How we feeling, baby boo? It's okay. It's been a good week. It is springtime in New York City, which is a good thing. Right. Because you never know what you're going to get. Hell, I've definitely been wearing scarves before until June. So, all right, bet. So, that's going to take it to our poured up segment for the week. And, you know, that's where we like poured up and toast to whatever that we want to celebrate or acknowledge for the week. And so, for me, 420. But, you know, it's it's... It's that season. I don't smoke, so I don't know. I'm 420 will have passed by the time that they, they catch this. But for all you smokers out there, you know, it's what? 420 is on a, a Saturday? Yeah. Oh, they're going to be big token. Yes. And it's like festivals going on. They're going to be at Coachella blazed up. So, you know, shout out to, to all the people in uh, California smoking that uh, legal marijuana and uh, hopefully partying safely. Well, those white people at Coachella, they, they do weed. Uh, I, like I think they're going to be taking hits of ecstasy. I think they probably going to be on Molly. They probably going to be on acid. all sorts of shrooms, all sorts of stuff. But I mean, I miss my meth beta. <laughs> Last season, y'all, he was at all these festivals. Wow. He went on that drug binge. Oh, now. How do you know, girl, anyway, how do you know he went on his drug binge? I just know. And then just, just go ghost. We were talking, and he was just like, yeah, I'm at this party. I'm doing, tri- I'm tripping on acid. The next week, he just, he just went ghost. Yeah. Smoke a little grass. You are right in my book, you know, so I'll leave it at that. Remember that one time we had that edible? Oh, my God. Is that a part of 420 or no? You have to smoke it or you can't have an edible? <laughs> you can have an edible, too, for 420, y'all. I can't do edibles that shit no more. Y'all, that shit had us zoned. We, we looked like we was on we, some major shit. We looked like restaurant. it was like a meth rehab. Like, no. Nah. Right. Yeah, we all <laughs> took an edible. I only had a little bit of it. And then, like, we went to, we went out to eat. We at the table, y'all. We were staring at shit. I think you fell asleep. We didn't even order shit yet. That shit was... That's not true. That was I, I got sick, though. But yeah. And the next we were nodding you know, off, yo. It, it just kicked in. It, it, edibles are good for a, a different type of high, but don't you gotta you gotta be real careful with the dosage. But shout out to to all my people celebrating, you know, four twenty. Smoke some. Smoke some, bitch. Hold up. But anyway, um, lighter note, well, actually not really a lighter note. This is more of a criminal note. I'm going to pour it up to this app called Citizens. So basically this app shows you the latest like news on crime or Girl. anything that's not crime. Like uh, if anybody got hit by a car or a fire or anyone got shot so it tells you like in your area in your local area or you can even search different areas and see what crime is in that area so very entertaining this sounds like an app to make you paranoid someone like myself it would make me paranoid and i probably wouldn't want to leave my house because of all the rapes and the murders that are happening in the vicinity (laughs) of where i live it's like first forty eight on the app. Child. It's fun. I, I like watching going on. I like watching those types of shows on TV and in the comfort of my home. But I don't want to be in the midst of it in the app. So I, you know, 
my imagination is just too overreactive. I can't take Girl, it. It's entertaining because a bitch she got she got uh shook up by a raccoon on the app. Oh, it put it on the app. It was on the app. A raccoon hemmed her up. Yeah, shook her ass right on up. And it was all on the app. It was like <laughs> I think it was in like Queens or some shit. What? And then on the app, you can comment on the app as well as you can take video. On the app. Yo, these raccoons out here, man. They got problems with rats and now raccoons? Hell no. Shout out to Citizen. (laughs) This is a good app, y'all. So uh, for the G code this week, New York is a high risk, high reward type of place. So don't get discouraged by hearing no when doors are slammed in your face in New York. If anything, allow the experience to challenge you to create your own pathway. Yeah, man. So basically, I have been living in New York for a couple of years now. And when I first came to New York, I just assumed that I was going to get like the greatest job. I was just like in college, I was the shit. I like literally was a part of, shout out to the FAMU newspaper um, at FAMU. I was a part, I was interviewing celebrities and I just knew that I was going to be this big time public relations sports person. But when I came to New York, it kind of humbled me because right. a lot of doors were slammed. Extremely competitive, man. It's very competitive here in New York City. But if you are a person in the South that is thinking about moving to New York or not even the South, if you're on the West Coast or in another country, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And you get here and opportunities may fail you, just don't be discouraged. Yeah. Just, you know, maybe you have to pave your own way. Yeah. I feel like if anything, that's like a huge takeaway that we've learned. And even through this experience that we're doing, it's just like we've kind of like taken everything that we've learned just along the way and along our journey. And it's like, you know what? If there's a way, if there's a will, like make it happen. So, you know, don't be discouraged by doors slamming in your face. Just kind of roll up your sleeves, get it done. And hey, ultimately just boss up right and then drew g you had a similar story too just like me we both had similar stories yeah can you tell the listeners a little bit of something about your story in the past or similar for me um i came here and um i i've I've been fortunate enough that i've had a lot of experiences that i wanted to come here and have um from you know being able to work with some pr companies that um you know, that I I had known about prior to me coming here, um, even for me, like <clears throat> getting to work with Funkmaster Fleck um, and, and write for uh, Inflex We Trust and Hot 97, just doing different things. Um, but, you know, sometimes we we have these ideas or the way that we think that it should all lay out. But going back to something that we said in a, the first G-Code segment, you know, look up be aware of your surroundings and, and be happy for the journey and where you are. And so sometimes it, it doesn't always play out the way you want it to, but just keep connecting and putting those dots together and all those experiences and all those things along the way of your journey that, you know, made you who you are. Somebody's not going to give you opportunity. You make the opportunity for yourself. Right. Be a diddy, y'all. Yep. Be your Oprah. Be your own Diddy. Boss up. All right. So that is going to take us to our main segment of the show, which is our Southern Sound Off segment, as our listeners know. So with this, we pretty much discuss a number of different topics. Sometimes we put our own Southern perspective and spin on it. Uh, It just depends on what it is. But today we are talking about roommate culture. Okay, And roommate culture here in New York City. Why is this trend on the rise? And is this just specific to New York or are 
other regions being affected? You know, is it no. just is it just us living with roommates in New York City, or is this a, a problem nationwide Girl, and other places? It's a broke people problem. Yeah, especially in New York City, it's hard. It really is. Shit, people don't understand our life. Well, my life right now because I got roommate. We got struggles out here, y'all. I actually had a discussion with someone. Um, on Instagram not too long ago. And I mentioned the fact that I feel like New York City is a place where people have roommates or people that are uh, native New Yorkers, like they live with their family. But the argument was that, well, this is happening in other regions. In Texas, he said, in Georgia. But, you know, I've lived in, in both of those places and I'm, you know, coming from the South. I know that the cost of living, even though prices are on the rise everywhere, still the cost of living in those Southern regions, they're still significantly lower compared to living here in New York City, period. It's a different culture. Yeah, it's a totally different culture. So we're going to look, you know, we're going to kind of unpack this. So we're going to look at some statistics. So according to the Atlantic, um, this is the Atlantic.com. Roommates are on the rise. Um, and it's the trend has been there since 2008. And so according to reports, they think that the recession of 2008 really spurned this on. So yep. this is this was the initial catalyst of that rise of people deciding to live together to cut down on expenses. They just couldn't afford it. The economy was bad. And also in 2008, um, a lot of millennials and people between the ages of 20 and 30, a lot of them weren't able to afford to live on their own. A lot of them didn't get married. And prior to that, years and decades before, people in their 20s, they tend to get married. Mm. And now, like, society has changed to where people are getting married in their late 30s. That kind of ties in with the whole roommate situation. So people actually in their 20s, they were using their partners as basically their roommate. Mm. And now, since people don't have partners now, they're like trying to find roommates. Right. So it has changed. Society has definitely changed now. Yeah, because it used to be if you're 30 plus, you know, you're living with your man or you're living with your your husband or your wife. Right. And now, you know, it's just grown motherfuckers just living with one another. Right. Strangers. Mia, she's a stranger at her house, girl. It's like and that in New York. And you know what? It's crazy because we see that in New York City a lot. Like we see that even though we don't see people getting married as frequently, but we see people living together. Right. And that is a big thing. Like it's super expensive. So it's plenty of people that have these situationships or they are, you know, they dating their partners and they yeah. decide to live together. Not me though, honey. Shit, I, I ain't gonna put nobody on blast, but I have a family member you know up here in new york and she was just dating this man for three months and he moved in with her Child. i was just like damn like he got her ass he up there trying to save rent and shit and he moved in with her she she didn't move in with him after three months mm. shit it's some new york shit y'all like niggas do be trying to like when you live on your own like you know, like right now i don't live on my own but i have my own bathroom <laughs> i it looked like a studio in my room it's kind of huge i got my own couch this dude that like i used to be messing with he gonna hit me up and be like because he live at home with his parents 
you know he roommated with his parents shit talking about oh maybe i can come to your house you know spend a night on mondays and go to work no nigga see you see how he done plan this whole situation out right. see i don't that's the shit that i don't like because you know i i don't have no roommates so that means that i'm a hot commodity out on these streets <laughs> girl you wanted to in a, in a few girl you want a million girl but that doesn't mean nigga that i want your crusty dusty ass to be inviting yourself to come lay up in my apartment and thinking that it's gonna make your commute to your job any type easier like no my brother you don't need to make no plans for my my space this is my space and unless you paying all the bills for this place um no my brother you got to get your own yeah they be trying to game you or know that you like niggas be trying to move in with you and shit quick with your ass nah i'm good bruh yeah, no, I, I like my own space and let him have his own space. And then, you know, if we want to get married or we, if that's the direction that is going, then I'll come live with you six months prior to us getting married. You're a Southern Bell girl. This New York, they ain't like that out here. Yeah. Well, hey. Anyway, so, all right, so even with that, so we see where the decline or where the trend became, you know, started to rise. So even here, like, it's some different, you know, ideologies and cultural beliefs that some of these subgroups have here because you have so many people here from all parts of the world. And, you know, even coming here, like, I got introduced to the fact that there are some cultures that they don't even want their kids to leave home until, you know, they're married, pretty much. They want them to stay at home. Like, it's like, and I kind of get this ideology to a degree. Hell, I wish I wish uh, African-American culture was more like that. Right. But I feel like if you look at some of these different subgroups like the, the Latin community or yeah. um, like some of the European communities, like the Italian community, right. um, even the West Indian, like different. You know, uh, I have friends, um, a friend from Haiti or, you know, and and it was the same thing for her. Shout out to wait, to where your friend from? Her from Haiti. From Haiti, what? Haiti. Oh, I was about to say, girl, how you pronounce that? I was like, what? What's Haiti? The it's a new, it's a new <laughs> place, a new country. <laughs> She's from Haiti, and um, her family is from there. And you know, she she lived at home until she you know was thirty. And for us, she better be rich. Right. But see, but see, that's a cultural thing for them. And I think that is a smart move because, you know, she was probably able to manage and handle whatever debt that she had. But she was able to prepare herself to to when she did leave her family's house, she bought her her, herself a home. So, right. So, I mean, their initial thing was, you know, you leave here once you are going to go start a family of your own, once you're getting married. But she was able to stay there. And when she decided like all right i'm not getting married right away i'm just gonna buy my house i'm gonna have my own and that's what she was able to do so i think it's dope you know if, if yeah. you are able to do that and it's cool but i feel like it's a lot of other subgroups and a lot of other like cultures that where that's more so practice i don't i feel like especially like where we're from like people can stay at home with their people and they do you know with certain type of economic hardships or whatever but it's not it's not something that's practiced there as much as i've seen here i mean yeah 
I think all it, you know, we talked about all these different cultures of people, but I feel like everybody in New York literally lives at home with their family. It doesn't matter like what race. I just Shit, I understand why. Culture. It's expensive. Yeah, it's right. fuck. <laughs> that, like my family, I ain't trying to put my family on blast. I hope they ain't listening. They probably ain't listening. Shit, but hopefully they ain't listening. But my family, like literally, they from Jamaica, Queens. They like born and raised New Yorkers. It's like seven people or eight people living in one house, y'all. I just don't know how the fuck they be doing this shit. Shit. I know how they, they be rent, doing it. They, they, they payments better be only two hundred dollars a month because shit, it's a lot of people in that damn house. They, they, I don't know how they do it up here in New York. I, I, I get how they do it. It's, it's super expensive to live here. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't just live with a lot of people, you know, in my household, like my, my family. And, um, that just comes to the point where we're going to talk about like sacrificing privacy in, um, this city and like the whole roommate mentality. Like for instance, like I have coworkers out here who live in Manhattan. They pay about two grand for rent and they have maybe a two, two bedroom and they'll put up dividers and separate the living room and have another roommate. Girl, room. hell no. No fucking privacy. I don't want to live on... $2,000 with no fucking privacy. And to live on top of one another. Don't For what? No like... With rats and shit. You already gotta, like, in this city, you already living on top of one another. Why do I want to come home and live on top of somebody? Like, that seems like the most uncomfortable thing. Hell, when I... I mean, I call this roughing it. The... I... For like a seven month period, I lived in a four bedroom apartment. How many bathrooms? One bathroom. Oh no, I can't. I will never do that again. You know why? Because grown people are nasty. Like I shouldn't like I'm not nasty. Wow, like but when you live in when it's four roommates in one house in one bathroom, so you know the kitchen is always gonna be an issue and you know the bathroom is always gonna be an issue. Why do I gotta tell grown ass people that hey? We we got to get a cleaning schedule like this is not going to work. Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable in my own kitchen and my own bathroom. None of that. So I quickly learned that that four way type of situation was not for me. Kudos to you. If you can you can make that sacrifice, uh, you know, because you want to live in the city or what. But, you know, people do it all sorts of ways, obviously. But was, was they Caucasians, girl? Because you're not heard. I, I'm not saying, you know, all Caucasians are not clean. But I'm just saying I heard through the grapevine that, you know, they don't be cleaning. This girl, shit. I got my fill in college uh, in those in those communal bathrooms. That's what I do know. Uh, the so commu- it wasn't clean? No, it was not. Girls would leave all sorts of oh, shit in shit. there. Their hair would be everywhere. No. <laughs> it smelled like, smell like hot dog water and shit. Oh, no. I'm not about to go there. But in that four bedroom situation, it was a mix of people. Oh, it was like white black and, people? Yeah, it was white and black people. Oh. Yeah, so. I, I hope you didn't eat from their asses. Girl, I don't even think not. I I like to. I'm a person. I like to cook. I like to be able to cook my meals. Child, I didn't unpack a dish living in there for them seven months. What? Not a dish. I wouldn't go in there and do nothing. You wouldn't even cook in your own house? No, because they were so nasty. That's what I'm oh, saying. Lord, y'all had roaches. Lord like Jesus. some people are willing to sacrifice. You know, to I get it. Some people are willing to sacrifice to cut costs. Um, to like, I can't, what I've learned, what I've learned along my journey here is 
like your home where you come to lay your head down to like that is a a big part of like keeping your sanity here and if that shit is messed up child so how nasty was it? Like, was you seeing roaches and mice everywhere? No, nah, we we had we had cats up in place, so we so, was we wasn't seeing. And it was a it was a new building. It was uh, like right in Bushwick. Y'all had no roaches. No, nah, we ain't had no roaches. Damn, they wasn't that damn nasty. They, they was just, no fucking but they was nasty. They was nasty enough. And I don't want to live with no grown ass people that, that don't know how to put a rotation together. It's too many of us. No, no, ma'am. All my roommates been clean. I never had a problem like that. God bless you. So that was one experience that I've had. But yo, I've had so many crazy experiences. And I know your ass just had oh, <laughs> left oh a crazy Lord, experience. Jesus. Y'all, this roommate situation is crazy as fuck, y'all. This roommate situation is crazy. So my roommate, my last roommate, you know, I met her through one of my friends from college. And she was cool. You know, she wasn't like a bestie or nothing like that, but she was cool. But I saw like little like stuff in her, you know, little, little like, you know, questionable things that, mm. you know, you see in people sometimes like, no, I don't know. Something ain't right. And even my mama said something wasn't right. I should listen mm. to my mom. Yeah, so, listen like, to your mama. So I was talking to this guy for a little bit. I introduced her to the guy. The guy came over and met her or whatever. So this was like probably like maybe uh, two years ago or a year ago that I was talking to this guy at the time. So anyway, so this maybe like one month ago, she was saying that she wanted to move out the apartment. So I'm like, cool, I guess I'm gonna move. You move. I'm gonna move. I don't know what fucking bills you owe because I've been subleasing under her. I'm not about to get the lease. So my ass is out. So the girl ended up going ghost, y'all. I didn't, the girl didn't come home for like a whole month. So I'm like, where the fuck is this girl? Like, you know, she's my friend and she's been acting mad funny lately. So my cousin hit me up. My cousin's like, girl, I think she's acting funny because I think she has a boyfriend now. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? What? I never heard anything about a boyfriend. Y'all, while I go on her Instagram and the guy that's kissing her is a guy that I used to talk to that I introduced to her Mm. ass. And she never even told me. Yeah. My own roommate, y'all. It'd be your own roommate, y'all. Girl, yeah, listen, they don't owe you nothing. And that and and unfortunately, that's how it, it is. Like you get you get roped into living with a mixed bag of people. Mm-hmm. And even though you knew her through a personal referral, like what they tell you is you never really know a person mm-hmm. until you live with them. She's like the same roommate that left me with the fucking dead cat, y'all. Mm-hmm. And the cat that was haunting our asses mm-hmm. after it died. The same fucking roommate. Look, well, hey, fooled you once, shame on you. Fooled you twice, or I don't know what that is, girl. I don't know. You up there talking all type of shit? I don't know. What the fuck. You think you have a roommate that was trying you over a cat or trying to fight you? She, <laughs> yeah, my roommate. When I first got my little cat Coco, she basically well, I. She just got tired of me over a certain time span. We lived together for about two years, but Coco was definitely the straw that broke the camel's back. But honey, I had to get Coco because I don't deal with rodents. And ever since I had my hitter on my team, I never had to deal with that shit. But she did not like Coco. And I'm not like a cat person, but I love my my cat. And um, I've had her since she was a kitten. Coco was like the sweetest thing. But 
Oh, girl just didn't like cats. But yeah, we we almost she probably got rats now. We almost brought it to fisticuffs, but you know, you almost fought the girl over <laughs> the cat. No, not over the cat, but some differences. But uh, you know, hey, Coco causing all this fucking problem and shit. These cats out here, you know, these cats out here. You can't even protect and serve in peace. You know, not right, right. I'm like, I remember one situation, and it it depends on where you find these roommates. Tasha, her roommate was through a personal referral. I don't trust that referral no more, man. But I've I've. have I had personal? Yes, I have. I've had personal referrals here. And, you know, uh, no, I probably won't go that route unless I know them personally. You know what? I've had two personal referral situations that were like, mm, X, like makes you kind of like not even want to deal with the person that, uh, re- you know, referred you right. to them in the first place. But like, yo, I had one roommate situation. It was so crazy. Like, this lady was literally crazy, like literally, like full blown. Like she was on pills, crazy. Yeah, like pills. Like, and I remember one time, I had to call the ambulance for her. Like, no lie, y'all. It was like two a.m. in the morning. She's telling me that she thinks that she's having a heart attack. I'm like, well, I don't think that you're having a heart attack because you're able to vocalize to me that you're having a heart Are attack. You a doctor? She could have been having a heart attack. I'm not, but I do know crazy. And literally what happened after I called the ambulance for her, y'all, and y'all know that these ambulance rides and trips ain't uh, cheap, but hey, that's, that's for her and her medical insurance. But y'all like, she like blanked out when they came. She was just like, why, why are the ambulance here? I'm like, uh, (laughs) because you told me to call them. Like she dead ass, they came in the house and they were trying to get her to go. And she literally would not leave. Like it took them an hour to get her out. And in New York City, if an ambulance comes to get you and you are not out of that place within an hour, they call the cops. Why the ambulances got to get your ass though? Shit. They shouldn't have had to, but she was like being kind of combative. Like, I don't understand. Like, why? They forcing her to go with them? At that point, the cops had to be called. So they literally had to take her out of the apartment, kicking and screaming. Mind you, it's like four o'clock in the morning. I got to go to work at 8 a.m. So that was fun. She was crazy as hell. And then, you know what? Like two months later, like Mm -hmm. I was subletting from her. She was like, oh, I'm moving somebody else in here. Like, you gotta go. Your ass out, right? Pretty much. So that's why I like I've I've had my feel of roommates. Like I've literally had multiple roommates here, and so that's why I live alone. And yeah, that's 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 what I prefer if I can. My first roommate had a baby. Mm. I was the daddy for a little bit to the baby. Mm. You know, that was a crazy situation too. But you know, the baby's beautiful now. <laughs> So sometimes you have all types of experiences, y'all. Just letting y'all know. All right, I had a room. I had a whole roommate uh, that had her married boyfriend uh, practically living with Wait, us. He was married, or she was married to him? No, nah, she wasn't married to him. He was married to somebody else. Oh lord! But she involved me in this whole situation. Wait, I, I was involved in a threesome. No, no, no. Andrea wasn't involved with none of that. Okay, okay. Had to clarify. <laughs> I wasn't involved in that situation, no. 
Uh, but yeah, she she involved me in her whole situation. Like how how do you go looking for a roommate? You got a whole married man. Why don't y'all get y'all some love shack, some love bungalow somewhere oh, else? Usually y'all crib as her like, you know, secret little stash. And then we stash. we didn't part ways on good terms. This bitch stole my jacket. Was that expensive jacket? It has sentimental value to me. I had had that jacket for over a decade. Oh, damn. Yeah, so. She was just like, I'm going to just need to go to Ross. So <laughs> I'm about to take this shit. So if I see her, it's not going to be a good situation. Over this jacket? Well, how long was it? It's a principle. Oh, you still mad about that <laughs> fucking jacket. It's kind of like the principle of the matter. So, yeah, so roommates that's a whole crazy situation man i feel you shit my my roommate my last roommate done locked the doors on my ass before i could you know change the locks before i even get the rest of my shit i was like bitch i can't even get the olive oil bitch and it was just olive oil and i was pissed off over that olive oil it wasn't a jacket but shit olive oil is expensive shit i feel you listen you gotta count all your ducats here in new york city but you know going back to like what we're saying like it's a mixed bag like whether you find them on mm-hmm. uh you know facebook whether it's a a, a re- personal referral whether you find them on craigslist like it's it's like kind of a luck of the draw you just never know what you're gonna get yeah right right and i know everybody probably knows that new york is expensive but statistics show that new york is 68.8 percent higher than the national cost of living mm. ain't that crazy that is crazy and like 28 to 39 higher for groceries up here in New York, as well as any car-related uh, expenses up here. So, like, everything is expensive as fuck up here in New York compared to any other place. Yeah, and I mean, I see, I see and I understand why people do the roommate situations. I understand why people, you know, live at home for as long as that they can because it's so expensive. And these neighborhoods... You know, these neighborhoods that at one point they were frowned upon, like, for example, like a Fort Greene or a Clinton Hills or a Bed-Stuy, all these different places. Now, real estate is booming in these areas. People are getting priced out of the city. And then the residents that were living in Brooklyn, they getting priced out of here because it's so damn expensive. Old people going. It's fucked up, man. It's it's hard out here. They even trying to go to Brownsville, y'all. Dog. Shit, if you ain't from New York. Brownsville is Dog. like the south side to where you're from. <laughs> Pretty like that. Any south side, that's what Brownsville is. Listen, I feel like I'm good in in, in any hood, but it's just it's some places that you just don't even I like why White even people walking in there and shit. Why people listen, be walking everywhere? They don't know it, they don't know what's hood. Listen. Like that, though, unless it's a lot of black people. Right, until like, until it gets hood. Too hood for them. Shit. They running this shit. I live in like a kind of a hoodish. Uh, neighborhood they just be running outside i, I love to see the i love I, I love to see them outside in the running. in the summertime because the summertime is when it's ride. when it's the littiest so i just want to see them walking around like comfortable like at its littiest point because why you want to see them get robbed no i don't want to see that but you know People gotta remember where they at. Sometimes where they you at? Gotta scare they ass. Sometimes you gotta. Bit. Sometimes you gotta remember where you at. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta pull a couple bullets in the in the air just to scare people out the neighborhood. But we can stop this gentrification. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Shit. Let's cut down some of these costs because I mean it's crazy. Right. I I remember years ago when I first moved here, 
And my very first apartment that I had, it was a one bedroom in Bedside, and it was like twelve hundred and fifty dollars. I thought that that shit, I thought that shit was expensive. I was like, oh, like this is too much money. I love my apartment though; it it was fly. But at the time, I thought it was too much money. Shit, I I wish. I wish I, I could wish apartment at you too. Shit. I live in a studio now. Like I wish. My first roommate situation in New York City was only six hundred dollars, y'all. Child. I was like in like the hood, and it was like at the beginning stages of being gentrified. And my dump, well, I had to move out that place because it was a, it was infestation. But oh, they remodeled, Lord. they remodeled the whole place and only charged probably like eight hundred dollars. And I was just like, damn. Like, you can't find, like, roommate situations in Brooklyn that are, like, just two bedrooms that are really big and spacious, Mm-mm. but, like, fucking $800. You can't go find that shit. But you already know that. I mean, they, it's I'm, expensive. like, forever they made jokes about, you know, shoebox apartments. That's what it right. is. They, that's how it's always been. They, they're not like, oh, come to New York, it's spacious. That's not how like, it is. Yeah, like, in Brooklyn, like... You know, Brooklyn was known for its space, but they make fucking shit up because when the gentrifiers came to New York, I mean, came to Brooklyn, now they're like cutting up apartments. Like they're they're buying apartments and they're cutting it up. And they're making it smaller like the fucking city and they hiking up the fucking prices. Right. Yep. He's out here. Yep. And so even like to your point about how it's 68.8% higher uh, than the national cost average living average here in new york city and then you know when we look at the cost of living the standard of living you know i hear people say all the time well oh you know you make more money living in new york city uh yes and no i i I, like and like we've discussed before i think that it depends on what industry that you work in but new york i mean your money gets taxed like, you know, from uh, you got federal, but state and city taxes. So you're getting taxed. And depending on what line of work you're in, like, yeah, if you work in, in finance, if you work uh, in, in some type of financial, uh, you know, district or, or, or area sector. Yeah, you're going to make money. But say you're just a, a regular, like a creative, like, you know, when we came here, things that we've done. I remember at one point. I was writing for different, you know, platforms, different companies, you know, just doing like a lot of like freelance work. Like I, if I had to solely depend on that, yo, like I would be in a homeless shelter. Like, I don't even understand. They probably charge. Right. Like, I don't even understand how these kids that I've encountered, like, like how do all these people do all this free work? living here yo all these internships and mind you new york city is an internship hub it really is they be up there slaving these right i'm like yo it's as expensive as new york city is it's crazy to me that people still expect people to work for free and on top of that they changed the laws on that on working for free i think you have to pay the interns because i know when i interned at viacom back in the day Mm -hmm. like y'all you gotta be a hustler hustler yeah man you know so i i interned for free back in the day for viacom but then later on it was a class action lawsuit against Mm -hmm. them saying that they're not they're supposed to pay interns and i end up like just signing my name to this random ass email and i end up getting i end up getting money like back money from um because they didn't pay us yeah 
That, I mean, and because, yo, I mean, it, it used to be so bad. People were literally doing like full time work, like slave yeah. labor for these people. And, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't a good trade off. So but like I said, going back, like if you're an outsider like myself mm-hmm. coming to New York City, how the hell are you going to survive? Yeah, you got to find a way to be able to do the things that you want to do. But, you know, okay. at the same time, you got to be able to live and make sure that you don't want up in a homeless shelter while you're trying to do all this that's why why i like i don't i don't hate on the naked hustle i don't hate on like people wanted to get sugar daddies in new york city baby get it how you live get it how you live live. gotta strip your way through college (laughs) gotta strip your way through internships these days i think that's just an urban myth i don't know who stripped their way through college a lot of people be stripping it i don't uh know i think i think that's just a players club myth those statistics they i think they make six figures a year Mm. they average six figures a year girl shit Shit, they make more money than a lot of uh uh, beginning uh, people in their career in new york city (laughs) right i worked well i worked in public relations when i first came to new york i think my first I had like a contract job in public relations. I think it was fifteen dollars an hour, mm. and I don't know how the fuck I did that. Girl, the grace of God, mm, <laughs> he covered like, you, honey, because New York, New that York ain't shit. <laughs> they like uh, for entry level jobs, like in the communication field, it's like, like thirty thousand. Like, how do you live? City. Like, I feel like that's so disrespectful. It's like you being slapped, like, and they and they hype you up all the time. They're like, oh, the cost of living, like. No, they still and you get taxed. <laughs> like damn shit. Don't people in the south off of thirty? They up there living their best fucking lives. And and, and I see why you know the 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 subway stations are teeming with people off the streets. Why you know you got homeless people sleeping on trains and digging in garbage cans because it, I mean New York is one of those places where. If you're poor, you're poor. And if you're rich, you're rich. Yeah, you got to be like real rich. You can't be like 200K. Nah, uh, that's not. 300, 400. Nah, New York is. My boss make a damn near half a million. His ass is broke as fuck. He always fucking cheap. But shit. That's probably because he's living way outside of his means. But yeah, New York is it's it's crazy. But, you know, it does have some things to like, um, you know, you could do the roommate situation, yeah. but you got other stuff. They got like affordable housing or um, NYC housing connect yeah. where maybe you could get into like a housing lottery yeah. or you can, you know, try to find a housing based off of your income and, and get rent stabilized stuff. Yeah. And that's always the lick if you can get yeah, it. Yeah, because they got like some beautiful y'all like in New York City, these affordable housing, they'll put like maybe 10 poor people. In a in a thousand me, a thousand me. people, uh, rich people building, right? So you'll be poor, but you'll be living with the rich people. And if you you plotted this lottery online, and then sometimes you may get it, and you may be living your best life with the rich people, you know, like because it's hard out here. Because um, even my coworkers, I got coworkers that got like connections to this shit, you know, Caucasians, of course. They be they be doing the lottery housing and all that shit. They even fucking. 50 years old doing lottery housing with roommates so shit you gotta be smart you gotta be like it's ways like obviously it's a very expensive place but you know you gotta utilize your resources and you just gotta make it happen because it's it's not for play and then also i just feel like y'all southerners with y'all cheap ass rent that's only two hundred dollars 
well, five, six hundred, girl, or even a thousand. They be hating on our asses. Let me tell you, but y'all even, stop hating on our asses. But even home Shit. in Dallas, though, rent it like prices are going up everywhere. Like at home, like if you want to live downtown Dallas, they're paying twelve, thirteen hundred dollars for these one bedroom type lofts, or to be closer to downtown Dallas. They live their best life. Yeah. So, but Shit, that ain't that much. Shit. Compared it's, to New York, like, right, right, shit. and then the thing about it is they they, they can, can live in the city for fucking twelve hundred compared to us living in right, the city for and, like three thousand, right, 4, and and they can buy homes if they choose to. They can so buy homes off of my homegirls, I think my homegirl sister work in real estate. She said they can buy homes in Texas and Houston for thirty, making thirty five thousand a year. I'm like, you know what, the devil is lying <laughs> because I can't even afford to live by myself in New York. Shit, I People can't up there a, afford to pay attention. In New York, hell, life ain't right. right. Life ain't right. Well, so that's gonna bring us to our grits pick of the week. And this week, we are going to nominate a fellow girl raised in the South, uh, and that is going to be, you know, just for what she's doing and and the moves that she's making out there in the world. And so this week, I am going to nominate none other than Sierra Wilson, who is my girl. Yes, I stand for Sierra. Shout out, Sierra. <laughs> Shout out to her. And Come on the show. I, right. And I'm going to tell y'all why I love her so much. She's just such like, I love the fact that she's such a positive, black, you know, empowered role model for young ladies. Like, you know what I'm saying? She she's is. not perfect. She's made some mistakes. But um, I'm, I'm bigging her up this week just because, number one, she got an album coming out May 10th. And, you know, basically, despite what all the naysayers say when they're like, oh, she should just stick to modeling and do X, Y, Z. No, she going to stick to singing. She going to stick to doing what she want to do. She's a hell of a performer. Yo, I saw her perform live ever since I saw her perform live at a fashion show here in New York City. Like I saw her for free. She put on such a good show. Like, I, I love seeing people, like, put on performances because you really get a pulse on the artist at that point. But it made me fall in love with her because I was like, damn, this girl puts on a show. She's yeah. singing. She dancing. And so um, I love her because, you know, obviously she never gives up. She's going to do what she wants to do. And I'm I'm also highlighting her, too, because... Her man just signed a contract for a cool $140 million. And I mean, they are just the epitome of like young black excellence. Like like this man is 30 years old and signing off in this contract. So she older than him. She done locked this man down. They got a whole family unit. She done gave him a beautiful daughter. And a son too, girl. And I love it. And it's just like an authentic black couple and God-fearing black couple that's doing good things for their community, you know, not not doing no harm to nobody else and just living their best lives. So shout out to them. Shout out to C. And uh, yeah, that's my grits pick of the week. Yeah, girl. Shout out to Sierra. So this brings us to our segment, Bless Your Heart. So all the Southerners, I know you guys know what that means. That means like, you know, just a sweet way of saying, child you a hot ass mess or whatever you said is a hot ass mess and you need to fix whatever you said or just you know they just get it together yeah, right so i don't know this this week i'm blessing my heart to ti girl why i don't i don't know man i just feel like ti is fake woke to me like 
I don't know, every week T.I. is always getting into some type of celebrity argument online mm. on social media. Uh, one week it was with Floyd over wearing Gucci. And I'm like, sir, you're going to go in on Floyd, but you didn't go in on uh, Big Boy for performing at the Super Bowl. Mm. So then it's a, now this week, I think, or was it last week? This week. Kodak Black. Kodak Black. I don't fuck with Kodak Black, but and, you know, I think he's a little slow. But I'm like, T.I. Like, I didn't like the comment. Like, he really like shouldn't have been either. speaking, though. But T.I. need to mind, mind his own fucking business. He always talking shit. And he like a hypocrite. He fake. He got old. all them children. Maybe he just want to be everybody daddy. I'm, but he uh, fake as fuck. He just got to tend to his to his Shit, he his didn't flock. go off on. Then he had beef with uh, Gucci Man or uh, Lil Flip. One of their asses. He had Lil beef. Flip a long time ago. He had beef his uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, he that, that must have been over a decade ago. He always want to go off on somebody and shit. Uh, his fake ass, big ass. He think that he's somebody daddy, I think. But yeah. He be up there Googling words and shit. I'm flabbergasted. He be Googling words and shit and talking about shit and writing it down and shit. He's definitely. He like the hood version of, uh, what's the Dr. Name? Seuss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he for real, dead ass, for real uh, shit. But watch next week, y'all. We gonna hear T.I. going on another artist and I'm gonna be like, nigga, Maybe we should just tell him to mind the business that pay you. Just just focus on focus you. on you. Like I just feel like he's a hypocrite. Like you got a uh, you got a wife and like you cheat on her so many fucking times. Natasha, like, he fake woke. He just fake everything. If he was really woke. He would appreciate the black queen up in this bitch. Touche, touche. You Shit. do make some valid points. My, I agree with you when you say don't be a hypocrite. I, and when you made the point of the fact that, you know, he is getting all people about wearing this Gucci, but he definitely was front line and center uh, when they had the Super Bowl festivities in Atlanta. And I get it. So you know, it's, it's bringing money to the city is doing X, Y, Z. But at the same time. At one point, we were all against this. You know, we were all for Kaepernick and mm-hmm. we're boycotting this. And as soon as they, you know, f- threw a little money in the city, it was like, all right, well, hey, it's a party. So, yeah, we, we got to stop being hypocritical. Hypocritical. Yeah, mind your own damn business, T.I. shit. Mind the business that pays you. Anyway, so on a brighter note, we're going to leave it off on our thought of the day. And... um it's going to kind of tie back in, Tasha, with what we talked about for the G-Code uh, segment and really about, you know, bossing up, rolling up your sleeves and making your own pathway. This is a quote from Langston Hughes. It says, I have discovered in life that there are ways of getting almost anywhere you want to go if you really want to go. That's a lie. But That's go a ahead. lie? Go ahead. Go you ahead, think girl. it's a lie? <laughs> go ahead. It's like... No, that that's it. You think that's a lie? Why? I feel like he's saying it's so many ways to skin a cat. Just because you get... What kind of saying is that? It's meaning that it's many multiple ways to solve a problem. It's many multiple ways to get to the path that you want to get to. Sometimes it's not clear cut. But if you decide that this is the path that you want to take, this is the trajectory that you're going on, you you gonna make it happen. Hey, it's all about willpower. My path, my path I was trying to make was being a rich house. <laughs> I haven't made that path yet. We, so I don't know. We, we got time, little baby. I just feel like I we got know. time, little baby. Just slow down. We got you. We, we, we got 
time. That's a deep quote, though. That's a deep quote. Hopefully you know, one day I get there. We're just trying to, yeah, you keep putting yourself out there, sis. You won't mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> On that note, uh, that's going to take us out. It's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Grits in the City podcast. Check us out next week for an all brand new episode, as we'll definitely be keeping it spicy. Now, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other streaming platforms. Be sure to visit us at www.gritsandthecitypodcast.com. And to join the mailing list, visit our Facebook page, okay? Uh, Also, don't forget to tell your friends and family about us. All right? All righty. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.